Welcome back to Basketball is Religion with the Gons and Big Matt. On today's episode, we do a deep dive into the Western Conference, highlighting the struggling Mavericks and the Lakers who had LeBron James return to action. Gons, how have you been? Uh, good, man. I think I'm coming down with something again. Um, but fantastic weekend of sports. And um, if you don't want to go to church or if you want to put your headphones in while you're in there, uh, we're the perfect podcast to listen to. Um, how's your weekend been? Weekend's been good. Put in some new tires in the car and was just watching a lot of just random games yesterday um, and then that Laker game today um, as we record here Sunday afternoon after the Laker game. Um, but before we get into the NBA, as far as NCAA, Sweet 16, Lead 8 this weekend, what did you watch? And yeah, what did you watch, Guns? Man, I uh, UCLA had that game, even though they were down. They came back and had a lead. Um, and they let um, Gonzaga just come down and make a three. I don't know. It was disappointing. Um, I watched the end of the, the San Diego State. Congrats to them. Uh, that's exciting uh, to always see California State School. <clears throat> but I've been watching any game that I can, man. And those are two that just stand out to me. But they're starting to get close and close. Yesterday, I made a ton of money off of um, taking um, UConn against Gonzaga. Um, and then I guess Timmy got in foul trouble and they just blew him out. So it was a very profitable day for me. Good for UConn. Yeah, UConn now, as we're recording this, is the final four. SDSU got in. Congrats to San Diego State. Kawhi Leonard. Must have been drinking something somewhere, maybe at some club. And he also had um, the other team, Miami, make it, and then Con- Con- um, Connecticut, UConn. And the other team was FAU, uh, Florida Atlantic University, uh, ninth seed. So no one higher than a four seed. Um, c- congratulations to each of those teams. But the first time was as long as I can remember, there haven't been a top three seed in this tournament. So even that the, the college basketball pool that we're both in, it's already decided. There's already the um, the number one team has already been been decided just you know, before we even get to the um, semifinal and finals game. So it's been a crazy NCAA tournament. You know, feel bad for UCLA for losing again to a to a Gonzaga three pointer. It just seems like deja vu after what happened last year with uh, with them. And I think it was Final Four. So yeah, so basketball college basketball has been fun but we're primarily here to focus on the national basketball association the pros um um, De'Aaron Fox has something to say about it's hard for him to watch any college basketball games because the NBA shot making is just so incredible so you know shout out to the NBA offense it is definitely after watching some of those you know really bad three-point shooting games from 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 college players it's good to see the pros the, 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 the reason why they're the pros I guess so let's move to the Dallas Mavericks who lost two straight games to the Charlotte Hornets um, they played they played Friday um, Friday evening and also Sunday morning here. Um, they've lost both games um, to Charlotte. Um, they're riding a four-game losing streak after winning that miraculous game against the Lakers Friday the 17th, St. Patrick's Day. Oh, man. With, they, ha- they had Luka and Kyrie both today. And Ky- and Luka just got his 16th technical, so he'll be out for the next game against the Indiana Pacers uh, Indiana. Tom- in, in Indiana tomorrow. tomorrow. So it's, it's, it's rough kind of going here for the Mavs. What do, what's your reaction to the Mavs? Are they going to miss out in the, in the last playoff spot here? Unbelievable. You got arguably 
some people say the top five player in the NBA not going to be in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, they're not out for sure, but Luka's not playing tomorrow. I think they may actually win because I think when they don't play with each other, they actually do better. Um, but then they're going to face Philadelphia. Then they're going to face Los Angeles. Then, um, so I don't know, man. I didn't think Miami after that. <clears throat> Their next few games are not easy. I think it'd be hilarious if they don't make the playoffs. They pretty much gave away their team for Kyrie, and it totally... I didn't think they'd be this bad, man. I said that they'd have a hard time adjusting, meaning they wouldn't go far into the playoffs, but I, I had no way that I think they wouldn't even make the play-in. Exactly, right? With getting a guy like Kyrie, you're looking at a guy that's also, it's going to take some of the usage away from Luka, but that was kind of the point, right? You have to play with another primary ball handler so that you can give Luka a little bit of rest because he can't do it all. The issue with Luka is that he doesn't play like outstanding defense or like you look at a guy like Anthony Davis where you can't, it's hard to lean in him fully on offense because he does so much for you defensively. With Luka, it's a hundred, it's a lot of offense. He doesn't, you don't really lean on him on defense at all. So you should be putting that much effort on offense. And with Kyrie, it's kind of the same thing. So they're kind of being redundant. They're playing the, you know, uh, my turn, then your turn offense that yeah. Kyrie won the championship with LeBron with, you know, all those in the 2018 championship with LeBron. Um, of 2017 a championship with LeBron. So I think they're trying to duplicate that. So is there like, what, what do you think the Mavs are missing? Um, even though they got Kyrie, what are they missing out of well, they, you know, since the all-star break? I guess they lost role players in that trade. They lost some defense. Um, I'm disappointed in Christian Wood. I thought he'd be doing a lot better. Um, so it's things not working out trading the wrong pieces, going, like you said, all in on offense um, that doesn't yet know how to play well with each other because they're still trying to figure out both guys like the ball in their hand. Um, it's like bringing Russell Westbrook to play with LeBron James. You know, um, I'm starting to think that's the way this may look. But by no means am I saying Kyrie is as bad as Russell Westbrook. So <clears throat> I just I, I just don't know. It's it's boggling mind boggling that they're not, they're not going to even be in the plane, which I think they might. I think the game versus the Lakers is going to be huge for both teams. No, for sure. Like if we look at the standings right now, even after this, this, this recent Lakers loss, which we can get into for a little bit here, but let me pull up the standings here. Um, just to kind of get a, a good picture of far as far as what's going on here, as far as the playoff playoff picture. So you're looking at the, you're looking at the top I guess bottom four or um, the top three seeds are pretty much already determined whether it's Denver, Memphis, Sacramento, if Sacramento somehow is able to retake Memphis, but Memphis after they got John Moran back late last week seemed to be kind of in that trajectory of they'll stay in the number two seed. Sacramento is the number three, then Phoenix, uh, Phoenix is only 39, 39, 39 and 35. Uh, The Clippers are 39 and 36. The Golden State Warriors are 39 and 36. Um, the the Pelicans and the T Wolves are both thirty seven and thirty seven. The Lakers just dropped one this afternoon, thirty seven and thirty eight. The Oklahoma City Thunder thirty six and thirty eight, and then you have the Dallas Mavericks at thirty six and thirty nine, Utah at thirty five and thirty nine, and Portland pretty much waved the white flag by saying that 
Um, Dame Lillard might be resting the rest of the season. They're sitting at 32 and 41, so pretty much consider them out. So right now, it's really just um, those those bottom four teams. You're looking at New Orleans, Minnesota, Lakers, Oklahoma City, Dallas, and Utah. Utah, they play hard. I like the way they play, but it just seems like without Jordan Clarkson or Laurie Markkinen on a consistent basis, it didn't seem like they're going to stay in. So does Dallas overtake either New Orleans, the T-Wolves, the Lakers, or Oklahoma City coming down the stretch? The only one I could see them overtaking would be Oklahoma. But, I mean, SGA, and they're playing really well as a team. So that's why I'm saying it's a real possibility that they don't make the plane. But if I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I don't want to finish 10th or 9th. Do you really want to face Denver in the first round? Um, yes, that let's see. I guess that we can get that into that too. As far as like uh, to answer your question, if the late, do I want the Lakers plays in Denver first round? Abs, I would be absolutely fine with that. How about you? No, I rather I rather have them play Memphis because if they get the seventh or eighth, they play Memphis. I think that's a lot bit, a lot better of a matchup in the first round than Denver. Well, how so? Denver's supposed to win. They are the team that if there's any team that's supposed to win, it's Denver. They got Jamal Murray back playing as wise. He's almost played back in the day. <clears throat> they got their other guys that are good. And then they got um, Joker pretty much have another MVP season. Who are you going against in Memphis? John Morant? Yes. But I mean, they're too young of a team going against veteran, veteran leadership and veterans. I don't know. I would take, I would happily play Memphis over Denver. And it boggles my mind if you would rather play Denver over Memphis. Memphis is sneak it's 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 crazy because they both kind of won on slides recently. Like Denver, they had lost four of six, I believe five of six um, before going on a three-game winning streak solidified by and they lost five of six um before solidifying themselves with a three-game winning streak by beating the Milwaukee Bucks in uh, in, in Denver. But you look at Denver, you look at Memphis, you're looking at, you know, John Rantz. He had honestly like a, honestly like a six, six to eight game break to let's be honest. He wasn't injured. He was kind of, you know, going through his treatment or whatever, but he was essentially resting. Right. So you have, um, you, you have Memphis, um, you have Jaron Jackson Jr. as a top defender in the league. Now Desmond Bain still, you know, he's developing into one of the most lethal, lethal shooters in the league. See, so it's not like, you know, Denver. So M- Memphis is Who's also very big? good. No, Who's for their sure. Big? Who's their big? Jaron Jackson Jr. Is their big. Memphis is, big? is big. Yeah. And, and he's he's pretty he he's defensively better than Jokic for sure. With okay, with, with Denver, it's like it's like that. You're right. This is their year that they have to win it. And if they don't win it this year, you know, Jokic will get that criticism for sure. But just something about Denver about their. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'd still would rather face you know Denver over Memphis. It's Jokic for me. It's like high he, altitude he, that matters. That yeah. matters. But when it comes to a seven game, like when it when altitude matters, I think was if, if if you're coming up from like if you play the night before and have to travel to Utah, kind of what happened to Milwaukee. But if it's a seven game series and you have to and you can get used to altitude, you know you're not playing game two or not playing. Game one until a little bit of rest, so you can get used to that altitude. So I don't think the the it's going to bother them too much. It's more of just I think you could attack 
Jokic better on defense as you uh, you know better than a uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. who's kind of like an AD who can kind of guard positions. Yeah, but then you got five. Aaron Gordon that's going to fly out of nowhere and block your shot. No, you're right. You know they have that you know, a, a solidified third fourth guy. I mean you have you know Murray. You still have Michael Porter Jr. Michael Twell Jr. Jr. Yeah. Two. I, I don't know. I I, I feared that I would go for Memphis. Um, and then if you get past Memphis, you're either playing the Kings or Warriors. I think that's a much easier route than having to play the the Phoenix Suns or the Clippers. So the route to the Western Conference Finals just overall is easier if you get the seven eight seed. Yeah, I mean Sacramento right now, Sacramento Golden State. I think that's another something I also wanted to touch on as far as Golden State being solidified on that six and five. So actually the. The Clippers and the Warriors are actually tied in standings right now. I'm at 39 and 36. As we're recording, I know the the Warriors are going to play a little bit later today. So that's going to change a little bit. But with the Clippers, they lost Paul George since our last podcast. You know, are are, are they going to stay at five or fall down to six? So you, you think that the Clippers and Golden State are pretty much entrenched in that position? Or do you think anyone else could could overtake them between that? You know, those teams that we talked about earlier. Well, if you look at seven... They bought about two games up. Um, no, I think they're going to stay in those those spots just because they got so much talent. Even if they're missing Paul George, their other guys will step up. Um, I'm a firm believer in, in them being a solid team with a good coach. So <clears throat> same with Warriors. I think they know it's time for business, and I don't see them. I don't see them dropping that six as much as I would want the Lakers to get it. So I think this six is locked in of the six that will make um, the playoffs and not the plane. Yeah. And I know like the, the Lakers really couldn't have dropped any more games um, to make. I, I think they could drop maybe one more and stay within seven, eight, but to climb up to six golden state um, looking at how, looking at recently what they've done, they did beat the Dallas Mavericks on that weird game um, over, over the week or that weird game with the, them scoring two points. Um, ran a, a free two points over uh, a couple games ago, and then they just beat Philadelphia at home. So the rest of the way they have at um at home against Minnesota, at home against New Orleans, San Antonio, at home, and then they go at Denver, Oklahoma City, and then at Sacramento and at Portland. So they're gonna finish. They could maybe lose two of those games at at, at most. So I think you're right. Golden State's gonna be there. So like. As far as dangerous teams, like we talked about Denver, we talked about Memphis. As far as I would prefer to face Denver, you'd prefer to face Memphis. I know Sacramento; they're still young, they're good, like De'Aaron Fox. But as far as anyone's respect come playoff time, I don't think he has anyone's. They have anyone's respect because they honestly haven't done anything yet. So between the the Suns, the Clippers, Warriors, like who who do you fear the most in the Western Conference? Because I'm trying to gauge this as like. The, the path of the championship, like you kind of laid out earlier, is for the Lakers. Do you want the Suns? Do you want the Clippers? Do you want Golden State? Like, out of those three, who fears you the most? Because, I, of course, I, I would think it's, it's it's Phoenix, right, because of Kevin Durant. But defensively, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? I was going to say Phoenix because Kevin Durant's back, and it's still Kevin Durant with Devin Booker. And we've never seen – I don't know if I've seen Kevin Durant with a Chris Paul and Devin Booker combo. I have not. Have you seen? I mean, I I've not. So by far, to me, they they're scary. Um, and Paul George probably isn't going to be back, so they're going to probably beat the Clippers easily, get a lot of rest, and then um, might have some difficulty against Denver. 
but I don't, I don't, I would be scared of them the most. Um, they're, they're the team that I'm worried about. <clears throat> so like a Denver Phoenix second round potentially, right? So let's say Minnesota gets the AC, the Lakers are able to climb up to, to seven and face Memphis. It's the Denver versus Phoenix with Denver who should, like we talked about, should win now because they have those guys. My issue is their bench because that second quarter against Milwaukee was a little concerning. But regardless, they have four really good guys with KCP in the backcourt versus Phoenix with, you know, Chris Paul's getting up there in age. Devin Booker's still good. You know, Kevin Durant coming back from injury. You know, but then they also lost their depth. There's no more wing defense in Mikhail Bridges or Cam Johnson. If it was a Denver Phoenix second round, who were kind of leaning towards in that in that matchup? I am rooting for Denver. I think Denver should win, but I think it will be an extremely close series. And if they beat Denver, then they're going to win the championship. That's it. It's done. Denver is the one team that can stop them. You don't. The, so okay, I guess we can lean into that. So. If if Denver can't stop Phoenix, there's no one in the West you feel would be able to stop Phoenix at all. Man, I mean, I want to say the Lakers, but come on, what have we seen? Like they can't beat the Bulls. Like if it's a healthy Kevin Durant, healthy Devin Booker, and a healthy Chris Paul, and you know Chris Paul is going to do everything he can to win a championship. Like this is it for him. So I don't, I don't know. I don't see any team beating them if Denver can't. Denver is going to be my ticket to beat them if. If and then I'm hoping the Lakers beat Memphis, beat Sacramento, and um, face Denver in the Western Conference Finals. And then I do have faith that they could beat Denver. I just don't think they can beat Phoenix. You don't. I mean, with LeBron James versus Kevin Durant, maybe for the last time. Yeah, Man. that'd be awesome. Right, I would love to see that too. Like with Phoenix, we, the Lakers did beat them the other night. Yes, without Aiden. Yes, without without Durant. I, ah, man. With the Lakers, I just wish. Like, I, I guess we can get the Laker talk right now. The Lakers lo- had currently just lost to the my, the Chicago Bulls, who just shot lights out in that second quarter and the beginning of the third and the fourth quarter. The Lakers just dug themselves too much of a hole. Uh, LeBron James actually returned uh, for the Los Angeles Lakers uh, today in today's game. I thought pe- there was thought. So he's going to be back maybe early April, but he saw apparently saw, uh, according to his post game quotes, the LeBron James of uh, feet, uh, feet doctors. So he's back now. We'll see how effective he is, but they couldn't sl- slow down the Bulls who had been playing well. Pat Bev got his re- revenge somewhat, but the Lakers do play um, Chicago again on Wednesday. So, yeah. So with the Lakers, with LeBron James back, you think they're the you said maybe a second best team maybe in the in the Western Conference or you know underneath Phoenix? If, if LeBron James can get back to how, how he was playing, and if Anthony Davis can go back to that time where he was killing it this season, with the rest of this squad that Polinka managed to get, yes, I believe they're the second best team and have a shot to win the championship. All right, if I- those things happen. Like, what what is up with Malik Beasley? Like, what is up with any three pointer, three point shooter for the Lakers? You come in here, and you just tank from three point range. Jesse shot six of fourteen today, but five of those threes were in complete garbage time. So if the Lakers can't have Malik Beasley, you know, shooting thirty five, forty percent, it's going to be tough because he's the gravity guy. He's the guy. If you're going to double LeBron, you're going to double. Um, 
Anthony Davis, then that guy has to hit threes with Vandalorian going in there and getting garbage rebounds, and then um, D'Angelo Russell also hitting hitting threes and being the primary ball handler. So, I mean, what is up with these three point shooters when they come to Lakers? Is it nerves? Is it how? Like, what what is hey, it man, about? That's a good question because Trevor Ariza, Malik Beasley, Wayne Ellington, Glenn Rice back in the day. Um, let's keep going. I mean, we can go back the last twenty yeah, years. The da- Danny Green is the was the main thing. He had shot well from three, and then yes, Killing the Lakers it. won the championship, but then he showed who shouldn't a thirty percent, thirty one, thirty two percent from three. It, and then, it was yeah, crazy. Boggles my mind, dude. Unbelievable. I don't, I don't understand. I really don't. Um, uh, it just, I don't know if it's a curse. I don't know if if the Lakers don't have good shooting coaches. I mean, these guys have their shot developed. I, is it the stars? Is it is it being in Hollywood? Who knows? No, for sure, for sure. It's 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 a, it's an anomaly. I call it the Lakers tax. Uh, when they come here, it's just you, you have to shoot under thirty three percent, thirty four percent. It's just kind of just how it is. Do you? Um, who's the last three point shooter you can think of on the Lakers that was any good? Um, that shot well from three for the Lakers. I off the top of my head, I honestly can't think. Like he was this Nick Van Exel? absolute sniper. Nick Van Exel, maybe. Was, was, Van Exel was more of a point guard, though. No? He wasn't like a three point sniper. Oh no, he shot the three. Mm, maybe then. Well, at least with his time in the Lakers, he shot the three quite a bit. But okay, anybody. I, I don't. I can't. I and re- maybe Kobe. Some games no. in recent history, like someone to shoot. Like I, I'm pretty sure. I'm. I'm. We're exaggerating. There has to be Derek guys Fisher. Shot. Derek yeah, Fisher. I mean, ro- role players of older championship teams. Sure. Um. You know, like you're. You're looking at your Mike Penberthys, your Kareem Rushes, your, um, even Brian Shaw to a point. You're. To, you, you come in, shoot as, as a guard or a wing. You shoot threes. Stay in the corner, shoot some threes. The Lakers are definitely going to need Fox. that for spacing. Yeah, Rick, Rick Fox, Fox, Rick Fox, Robert Ory. You know, Robert yeah. Ory could hit the wasn't you know consistently hitting threes, but he could consistently hit big threes. When and he it gets them. hot, he gets hot. But we haven't had anyone since then, right? It's like, yeah, it was supposed to be even like like I, I was praising Caruso so much, you know, when he was here, but he was even he wasn't a great three point shooter. No. It was just more of his defense. So yeah, I mean. Um, for posterity, it was just more. I, I still miss Alex Caruso. He killed it today. Oh my god! Point of point of attack defense on he 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 made Austin Reeves' uh, time of living hell today. He just he destroyed that guy. Uh, even though Austin Reeves had been playing better, it's just that once the better defender started guarding Austin Reeves, he couldn't really you know get around them. He's 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 better probably against more second second team players as opposed to you know the one of the best point of attack defenders and. Caruso and unfortunately also Pat Bev, um, so we'll see if the Lakers could rebound uh, on Wednesday night. But I, I, I think they get to about. I think you agree. It's going to be top seven, top eight, hopefully in the seven seed. But we'll see. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's crazy, right? With the Western Conference, like, do you view these teams as more of like, like, are they more mediocre or bad, or is just all the West teams are actually fairly decent, or and they're just like. You know, they're all kind of just beating each other because we're not going to get to a 60. You're not going to get a 60 win team this season out of the West. You're not even going to get a 60 win team in the whole league so far because I don't think Boston or Milwaukee are going to, you know, go, you know, undefeated along the way. So they're going to have a bunch of under 60 win teams. So with the West being so close as it is, are these teams, you know, good or are they all just kind of mediocre? Like in general, I believe I would say they're mediocre, man. This watching, yeah, watching the season. No one stood out. No one's 
significantly stood out to be like, wow. Which is fine. It happens. It's good for the NBA. Is it though? Like, don't don't you want to have that super team, that like sixty five plus, sixty four plus win team, that is going to be? You have to try to take down Goliath, or is everyone better being kind of like the same? I, for me, being a Laker fan, I know that they got a shot against any team in the West. Versus, you know, it, again, if Kevin Durant didn't get hurt, Phoenix could could be ten games higher than they are. I mean, but it just the, just the way it happens, you know, people got hurt and it didn't happen this year. So I, I still think we have a soup team in Phoenix. I, so I, I think they would be the, the David versus Goliath, don't you think? With with Phoenix, right? For me, it's just about that depth, right? Because if you lose Kevin Durant, we just saw this now. You lose Kevin Durant and what type of team are there? They're just... The team that was complaining about calls, you know, the Chris Paul's going to do his, his his stuff, but how long can he keep getting away with it? Like we think Chris Paul is this this guy that from two years ago, but he's also a little bit older too, and he's not like he doesn't have the fitness level of LeBron James. So as much, as high as you are on the Suns, and yes, that they have current Kevin Durant, they're going to be a great team. Mm, it's just something because you're depending on Aiden, who's also injured now. Those four guys. If one of them goes down, let's say let's go. If 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 one of them goes down, I don't think they have enough enough guns to win this to win the championship. What do you think? If they lost one of those four guys, could they still win the championship? No, not with the bench right? they got. It's not like, with the bench they got. It, it's tough because with with all these teams, they're all. I, I have a little bit opposite. Uh, point of view because I I think they're all fairly good. It's just that you know uh, all the, the the league being so deep as it is, it's 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 great because you have good games all the time as opposed to we're just waiting on maybe the top five or top six teams. Yeah, you, you have quality players on on like every team in the league. Like even though Portland is now you know tanking, Dame Lillard had maybe his best season season in this league in his career, as I should say. Anything else you want to add before we leave today? I'm I'm shocked the Lakers lost today. Don't know how that happened or why it happened, but they've been oh. playing so well. They they've not had a game where they have not been competitive. Every game has been competitive. Um, even the bad losses against Houston. So a blowout. I again I don't know if it's John Ireland kept saying it was a twelve thirty thing, you know. Maybe they're just not good during these twelve thirty games. Nope. I don't know. Maybe there's something to that. Chicago shot lights out in that first half. They shot 50%. They did. They did. They did. That's true. Yeah. So they got to a 20-point lead in the second quarter. And then you have to integrate LeBron back in. So it's not like it was, you know, the chemistry wasn't completely all the way there. Beasley couldn't hit his shot. Caruso had all of our point of our, our ball handlers in, in, in hell outside of, like, you know, Schroeder, who actually had a plus 13, which is crazy. Anthony Davis only had 15 points. So you had looking at Vucevic and Drummond and also double teams. Maybe he didn't bring it himself today. He he didn't have a you know a superstar level game he, as as he should be having the rest of the way. So maybe he was. I don't know. Uh, but as far as why they lost, it's just I, I think it's just um it's just the uh, the Lakers didn't hit timely shots with Beasley. Caruso did did pretty good on defense with Caruso and Pat Pat Bev was extra motivated. Yes, he didn't shoot with the wall in three, but defensively he did well. 
But sometimes you're just, you know teams are just going to shoot the lights out and kind of have to tip their cap. I mean, we had Derek Derek Jones Jr. No, Derek Jones the third, the dunk contest champion, hitting threes, and he's not a three point shooter. So when that guy is hitting threes, and Malik Beasley is not hitting threes, you're going to have a loss. I mean, that's just how it is. Hopefully, they get revenge on Wednesday though, for sure. Yeah, I mean, with that being said. Why don't you let's look up Lakers defense against three point shots? I think it's been multiple games now where teams have just lit not not specifically like today, but their defense has to get better against the three point shot, or they're not going to go anywhere. Like every team seems to have their best game shooting wise when they play the Lakers. Why is that? So the last few games here, I pulled up the whole from the last month, from February 26th to March 26th. The Lakers, mm-hmm. so against the Bulls, it was, they shot 45, the Bulls shot 45%, the Mavs shot 43%, the Wolves shot 41%, the Suns shot 38.7%, and Toronto shot 35.7%. So they actually do an okay job of, like, percentage-wise, out of the 12 teams that they played, um as far as 12 times 3, 4, 5, so 15 games, they've held these teams relatively under their three-point average, but it does seem that way that the Lakers just, in, in these games, these these guys just randomly go off on them, for sure. So, like, as far as what they could do better, it's really just, it's, a lot of it's rotations, because really with a lot of defenses, it's what, it's pick and roll, once they get that, you know, startup play to get towards the rim, then you kick out, pass, pass, pass after the different rotations. So it's just getting getting the ball to the open players. It's really just working on that sort of rotation. Sometimes the Lakers lineups that they bring out there, Beasley specifically, I kind of single him out because he doesn't rotate very well. Um, I, what good is Troy Brown? What does he do for us? Troy Brown I- is... He could hit. He could. Hit, it's, it's honestly just made more th- three and D guy. He could play a little bit of defense. He can make his I rotations. I haven't seen him hit very straight. many threes. I don't know about his D, but his first, <laughs> first quarter today actually he hit. He hit two uh, in the first quarter today. So Troy Brown has actually been a little more valuable, say, than the Lonnie Walker Jr. Uh, the Lakers also didn't. Play I Rui love Hat- me some Lonnie Walker. They don't give him enough minutes. Uh, he was struggling there midseason, honestly, and they also didn't play Rui Hachimura. What are your thoughts on Hachimura? I like him, but he needs minutes. You're doing the thing again. When you play him a couple of some minutes and you don't play him for a couple of games and then you play him for a <clears throat> let him know they have a consistent role. Some of these guys lack confidence. Yeah, um, you know, different lineups is is a criticism of Darvin Ham on on NBA Twitter, which is I I, I think it's valid. I, I think they had a good rotation with you know, it's because also D'Angelo Russell's out, which is kind of the reason why Lonnie Walker even had his minutes back to begin with. They kind of awarded him the minutes today because of what happened his 20-point game, 20-plus point game, the previous game against Oklahoma City. So they were playing Rui, but then with... I don't know why they decided to stick with Lonnie Walker. And look, If you were to have Lonnie Walker or Rui, who would you rather play between those two? I don't know, man. I think Lonnie Walker's more of a two guard, and I would say Rui's more of a three. I don't mm-hmm. think they're the same position. I think they could play well together on the court. I like them both. But you don't. I like but, him more than Troy Brown. That's what yeah. So sure. yeah, I I kind of like you're an, an anti Troy. I, I have friends that are pl- that are um, plus Troy Brown Jr. So it's kind of you know difference of opinion there too. 
um, as far as what he brings, because you're going to have LeBron back. The rotation for the Lakers is going to be because I think you had brought this up away, you know, podcasts and other podcasts, other names of podcasts before where you need to have a set rotation of eight, nine guys. So in this Lakers, right, you're going to have, you know, so let's set, let's set up the Lakers like closing lineup. You have that LeBron's back, that D'Lo's back. Like who's your starting five and who are your three off the bench? I like Rui because he boards. Like I, he's a little bit more valuable that way than Lonnie does because he's a big body. He gets second chance points and I think you need that. Yeah. Okay, so Wait. who who who's your line? Like, if you're if you're a Darvin Ham right now, who is the Lakers lineup right now? We have D'Lo back, LeBron is back. We need to win all of these games now, right? A- what, AD, what, what, right? So that's three, right? Mm-hmm. AD, okay. D'Lo, LeBron. Okay. Um, Austin Reeves has to play. Austin Reeves. Okay. Okay, so we're we're at what four? Four. Yep. Vanderbilt has to play. That's your starting five. So you have. D'Lo, Austin Reeves, LeBron, Vanderbilt, AD. Um, Gabriel has to be in the rotation. <laughs> so we're running out of guys right now. So let's go. Those are your top five, though, right? Yeah, we're picking eight, right? We got to pick eight because the Lakers. Okay, it's, so it's what am I? Deep. So we got five. We're at five right now. So we're right Gabriel now six. Okay, well hold on. Before we get to Gabriel, because I don't think he hits. I don't think he makes this rotation. It's Schroeder has to be in there. That's six. Okay. You have Schroeder. to have you have to have Beasley for shooting. That's seven. Fuck that guy. He sucks. He's hit. He, well, it's a thing. It's you said it ha- yourself. He, he does hasn't done crap on the Lakers, Matt. Has he had maybe one game and then he shoots forty percent? Everyone's like, oh, let's give him a second chance. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I, I, we, we, I do say that. We do say that. Man. He's not. He's not. I don't. I don't have Beasley on there. But okay, okay, fine. That's seven. That's seven. no. I, you don't. We don't have to. I'm asking you. So this is Schroeder. That's uh, Schroeder. That's six. Then you're looking at Troy Brown Jr., which you don't like. So he's out. Let's say. You, then you put Wenyan. That's seven. And then you have, um, who am I missing? Lonnie Walker eight. No, did we already or pick ha- Rui? Hach- we already picked eight. Rui. We already picked Rui, didn't we? No, we didn't. Pretty so sure that's o- o- off the bench is Schroeder, Gabriel, Roy Hachimura, or or Lonnie Walker. I think you don't play you don't play Lonnie unless someone gets hurt. I think Lonnie comes into effect when someone gets hurt. See, that's what happened. That's why that's why he was even in there two games ago because he had LeBron and you had D'Lo out. So that's the reason he was in there to begin with. But then, so you're looking at a top a top eight of of um, D'Lo, um, Austin Reeves, LeBron. Vanderbilt, AD with Schroeder, Rui, and Wedden Gabriel as your as your bench bench unit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I would go a little bit because it's it's, it's okay. Crazy or pick with... one, pick one. I don't think Troy Brown and Beasley should be in the lineup. Whoever's the performer, mm-hmm. they're both three and D guys. So pick one. Well, it's it's more of like Troy Brown's a more of a D guy than like like Beasley is. He has, he, it's just crazy because I want to, I have that, I've been talking so much trash on Beasley on Twitter and with the guys on group chat that he kind of, like, he has to be out of the rotation because of he can't hit threes during, during crunch time. But it's like, he's the, uh, it's that hope that he can, right? Like we got him in here. He was, he's one of the most vo- highest volume three, three point guys in the league. He had to have to honor that because he's going to provide that. Yes, he's not making it, but he's going to provide that gravity. 
that you know shooters that Troy Brown. There's no. I, I think he has more of a reputation of a three point guy than a Troy Brown Jr. We're gonna kind of, we'll kind of have to slag off Troy Brown Jr. a little bit to have more space for AD or LeBron to operate. Whereas if you're guarding Beasley, you can't give him that much space because he's gonna shoot it. And I still have. I'm still a little bit more have more faith in Beasley who would hit a three than Troy Brown Jr. Just that. That's hey, I guess let's watch the rest of the season and no, see. No, right? And then, exactly, right? Like, ugh, and then man. Ham can make that decision. So right now he's shooting so bad, it's a toss up. Right? No, for sure. No, that's for what sure. You're saying like he shouldn't be a toss up, but I guess we'll find out. It, yeah, the, the 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 D part of it is just he can't make those. I've just seen him miss so many rotations. Beasley, it's just like, come on. He like, sits it, four also gives up some height compared to Troy Brown, who's six six. And that will be it for us today. Well, that was a good discussion with the Gons talking about the NBA, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Golden State Warriors, and ending with the Los Angeles Lakers. It's going to be a really fun end of the season here. Um, NCAA tournament, you know, you have that, like we talked about earlier in the pod, a four seed, two five seeds, and a nine seed. Should be fun watch um, next weekend um, on Saturday and then on Sunday. So we're gearing up. Hopefully we get some more um, guests also. I think we'll have a um, friend of the pod host way come in. Um, sometime this week or, or early next week to talk about uh, get his um, outlook um, from Utah as they're kind of tanking here. But he also does follow basketball, so we'll we'll get in some more general basketball talk there. So um, hopefully we'll bring on some more guests. You know, we'll have some more insight with the Gons and me um, through through the end of the season. And you know, as we go into the play in and some playoffs, it should be a fun time. So I uh, hope you guys uh, are are well. Thank you guys for the support. Um, have a great week. <laughs>